This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Crenshaw, you saw me, you got to turn your mic on. Sorry. Good, so good. So good. So good. So Park back in the day. Uh, Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. On this 22nd day of May, this Sunday morning, we say to you, God morning georgia morning and a uh, fine good morning to you fine folks in thomaston georgia what you doing in thomaston i ain't doing nothing in thomaston but yeah. i want to mention him Do you know you know what what's in thomaston i knew that at one point it was the home of the world's fastest banjo player okay but well, no no that's other than that i don't know that is the home of the georgia high school association that's where the home oh that's right is. it did move there i remember you telling that's me that that's where the office that's is that's when you told me that i remember that about the banjo that's, player so i remember that was that's where they I are two things now Okay. So you in trouble? With I ain't in you, trouble with nobody you, over you, there. You have to go down there to. You have to. I don't follow. No, to, I the, to the principal's office. Nope, not me. I'm not on that high school board of voting for no, high school all, uh, that got, hall that, of that, fame. No, that, that don't go to GHS. That's when somebody's going somewhere and you're not supposed to go, and you go and you 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 you're winning, and somebody's saying, "Hey, look at them over there," and you end up having to go down to Thomaston. That's where you have to go. I bet Eric's been there. Eric, you been down there? I've been to Thompson, but not to the GHSA yeah, headquarters. Nobody, been been there, been nobody knows it's there. It's only been yeah. there a couple of years, right? No, it's been there. Man. How long has it been there? I've been there for a long time. I thought it was only it was newly moved. No, GHSA headquarters been down there. Right. I, hope, I hope I don't get summoned because you know, yeah, I, I, I do, I do <laughs> some work for you. Ain't got nothing to worry about. So. Yeah, they got yeah. bigger things to worry about than you and I. I don't know. They got other. They got you know. They just they just have other things to worry about. You said something extremely funny during the break, and it got me when we're coming back here. Shout out to Chief Brandon because um, we were talking about not just the golf thing and him asking when you were going to come out and play some golf. But, you know, this whole thing started because before he became chief, he had some time on his hands, and he had a crew he of people. He didn't have did. time anymore. No, nah, not that kind of time. And, 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 and doing work at Facebook page where you could, you know, see his work as building decks and things like that. And so I was – Showing you the latest need that I have that I got to work on at the house. And it's just this, it's it's the wood around the chimney, man. Mm-hmm. And it goes up pretty high. And you you brought up, you said I, I, something I, about getting up on a ladder. Yeah, I'm like, on the ladder, you, I, I ain't going I, I up said, that you, high. You going up there? So the question is this. <laughs> how many steps up a ladder will you take at this age? What's the know. height? You go six I, feet? It, it, and it depends on which which ladder. Okay, the you one know, that you know comes you out to a one, V upside you got the one down. Out the v, you got the one you can pop up against your house. You know which one you feel more secure with. I I think ten feet is my limit. <laughs> That's it. Ten, I don't need to prove nothing more. You know, <laughs> ten feet. I did that with the. I went out and bought one of those extensions for the blowers to blow leaves out. Yeah. Because I was two feet away, or it was like twelve feet. 
I said, no, that's, that's past my limit. I'm keeping it at 10 feet. I'm not about to end up on YouTube. The neighbor's sitting there going, look at that fat bastard out there trying to clean his gun. Next thing you know, Greg's on YouTube. I'm not doing it. So I went and bought one of those extenders you put on there, and yeah. tubes that curl up over and blow the leaves out. Right, right. You get one of those. And that, that's about as far as I go one of those. I don't get one of them crazy extension things. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to do that. I ask this rhetorically. Ask yourself this, your friends back and forth. What's your limit? What's your height limit at this point <laughs> oh, in your, of your life up oh, the ladder? Because <laughs> there ain't no point being a hero. Eric, and you're younger than us, how high will you go up on a ladder to deal with something? Probably 20 feet. Wait, see, so you got that's, that's somebody with a. But you, you know, if you fall, you you drop and if roll. If you fall, you hurt and you, you break dro- something. You drop and roll. See, that's somebody with a three in front of his age, or a two. That's, <laughs> well, that's what that's talking. Ain't no two, but yeah, you drop yeah. and roll. Mm-hmm. I drop and make. I, I drop and scream. You, you, ain't no you, drop you, and rolling. You drop and, and and that's before the ladder falls on you. And by the way, I don't even think I could scream because I'd be like, ah, you know, like when a baby falls and he starts crying, and yeah. the first few breaths to come out, yeah, and you yeah. can't hear nothing. Nothing, but the, the, the mountains over you is waiting for the impact. It's like it's like Michael Coleone in Godfather Three when his daughter gets shot. It, you can't. You, his mouth is open. You know he's screaming, but Coppola kept the noise out initially, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden you hear him screaming. That'd be me after I go up eleven feet and fall on the ladder. I just don't need to do it anymore. Not doing it. No siree. <laughs> uh, again, we're going to get into the NBA uh, conference finals in a little bit with Terrell Thomas. But as we were talking earlier about this Braves, they try to. Hey, man, did you think going into this series they could walk walk out of Miami with a sweep? Maybe not a sweep because of you know the way we've seen them play lately. But uh, right now, you just want to win two out of three. And so, how about winning the series? I think that's the biggest thing right now. They they've won the series. Right. Yeah, won the first two games. And so uh, if you can get the sweep today, that, that's like you like to say, that's a little extra gravy. Well, you know, that our catcher had himself a big day yesterday. Here's one of the Contreras home runs. But, well, it'll come up in a second. But he had two home runs in yep. the game. Yep. And, uh, again, just getting down there. Because, again, I remember what we, we talked about going into this series. And while they let – you know, they've only given up six runs to this team – all weekend long, you felt good about what we saw as far as pitching. Some of the bats that haven't been there have been producing, and this is one of them. Right field, at the track, at the wall, up Popo. Atlanta gets a solo home run, B.J., and takes the lead. Driven, deep right field, Contreras. That one's got a chance. He's got another homer. Same spot. Got to thank Bally's. Yeah. Yeah. I want to thank them, too, for giving me that, that money in Las Vegas, too. Well, look, we're glad they took own, some, too. But we're, we're glad they're on balance this weekend. But last weekend, they were on the street. It was, it was what's next? You know? Are you prepared to pay for the World Series? It may, I don't know when, but it'll be happening a lot. We're definitely going to be paying for the Super Bowl before we pay for the World Series. Yeah. But that's where we're headed. And, you know. But not this weekend. This no, weekend, not this you, weekend. You can watch. You can watch. I, I, I think getting the win and. And getting a, a sweep would be fantastic for the Braves, uh, considering what they have coming up next. They got a stretch of games against opponents that they should do well against. Of course, we said that some last year too. They had opponents that they faced that they should have gone out and just swept series, and it and it just didn't just wouldn't happen. They were just two steps forward, two steps back all season long. And so you got some teams coming up on this schedule that should, you know, like I said, should be winnable. 
And, yeah, but after you get past this next one, you don't want a bunch of angry dudes coming up I-75, and that would be the Marlins again after what you know we did to them. Because you don't – I mean, they're going to come up here. We're doing it down there in their house. Yeah. They come up here and do it in our house. It's a push. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we don't care if they're mad. We, we, I'm, I'm kind of like get mad. And come on <laughs> up and, and get this beating we got for you. That, that's what that's where I am. Where, I mean, you got Philadelphia for four. No Bryce Harper. No Bryce Harper, but still it's, it's Philadelphia, and you got to go out and go. And your first guy you're going to face is going to be Zach Wheeler, who is from the area. Shout out um, East Paulding High School. And he always he always pitches well against the Braves. So I mean, you know, you got some guys you're gonna have to face with the Philadelphia team. No, you know, the big star is not there, but you still got to face some uh, some talented pitchers. And let's see if they can get wins. If they can put together wins, that would be fantastic to put together a string of wins and take three out of four from Philadelphia. Now, now you're moving. Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 9290Game, 9290Game.com. I maybe spoke too soon because it looks like Harper is going to return after missing five games, so he may be in the lineup for um, for these guys for this series. At here. least as DH, maybe. Yeah, yeah. Know, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I want to take care of something that I screwed Uh-oh, up yesterday. you got to take care. Yeah, you know. I do, and, and, and I didn't mean to. So if you know her, um, Sam and I yesterday talked about Kelsey Wingert, or Wingart. I'm not, for, for, forgive me for not knowing the – Correct pronunciation of her last name. I know it's W I N G E R T. Would you pronounce that Wingart? Wingert. Yeah, Wingert. Okay. Anyway, Kelsey was a uh, Braves reporter. She's no longer with the Braves. She's with Colorado right now. Last week, took a foul ball right off the forehead. She posted a picture of it after the fact. She looked beautiful. But she, you know, parted her hair, held her hair up, and it looked like train tracks coming down the middle of her forehead. She was being taken care of in the best way by her employer. I think it's AT&T, whoever that owns that network. But she apparently is back in Atlanta. But I did not pronounce her last name yesterday. So I want to make sure I got that out there. And that we are glad to hear she is on she's the better. mend. And okay. she's doing better. Doing better. Good. Okay. Because initially when this all came out, folks were like, y'all need to pray for Kelsey. Yeah. And she obviously – because, I mean, for what you see in this picture – I can't imagine what that line shot must have looked like. There wasn't no pop-up that hit her in the head. Yeah. This had to be a line shot. And where was she standing in front of the net? You know what I mean? Yeah. So God bless the girl. And, and again, hope she is doing well. Again, she's working with the, um, she's working with the Rockies right now. But, and then it got us thinking about the woman who got tagged, who was the photographer on the sideline of the Bulldogs game yeah. a bunch of years ago, and that was Chamberlain Smith. No, she's just doing her job. Yeah. Next thing you know – and got taken out and and wanted to know she was okay. Um, so again, I don't I don't know where Chamberlain is working now. If she's still here in the southeast, if she's still you know I don't know if she was connected with the Bulldogs, but those are I forget who she was working for out there, particular photographer. She wasn't freelance. Um, I'm not gonna say she was freelance, but but you know, but like I said yesterday, people are on the sidelines. You got to pay attention to the field. Not the jumbotron. Yeah, that's what you were doing. Pay attention to the field. Yeah, he gets you, man. Um, Other stories in Major League Baseball you've been paying attention to. You mentioned Scherzer. He's going to be on the um, IL for a while. So when the Braves take on the Mets, which, by the way, that's not going to be for a minute, That's for a while, man. Yeah, they they, they ain't got to worry about them for a minute. see them for a while, you know. Um, Eventually they're going to get to him, and you wonder if the Mets will still be where they are. Or if you know the wheels start to come off with them around midseason, as it 
normally it does. Right. Um, so, you know, we're looking to see what happens with that. But, no, you're looking at what's coming up next. You got Philadelphia and you got Miami. You hit the road for Arizona, Colorado. I mean, Oakland, Pirates. You, you, you think this team could get on a little bit of a roll right now. You, you would hope anyway, um, considering what they have coming up. You mentioned that Oakland team. They're sitting at the bottom of the West. The team above them, and by the way, just a half a game ahead of them, you got to wonder, you know, people are just grabbing these retreads and thinking that's going to be something they, you know, bring them over the top. But maybe they just have to as filling bodies. But Justin Upton, Justin Upton, yeah, it's just brought in for the Mariners to help them out. He he recently was released by what by the Angels. Mm, I, I, I think, give me one second here. He released, yeah, he was. Angels, he was with the Angels. Angels. Yep. But he's in the final season. Again, this could be part of his contract, too, because I had forgotten he'd signed this big old deal. Five years, $106 million. Yeah, 100 Jeez. Um, guaranteed. And speaking of angels, I mean, in the standings, we'll see how this lasts because we know what normally happens to them, you know. But the angels right now is second place. They're sitting there. Houston, you know? I don't want Houston doing nothing and no kind of success. Well, I mean, they're they're, they're going right, to be there. Yep, they're, they're right there. But the angels are right there behind them and – Curious to see. That's always my knock on them. For all the great players and, you know, highlight makers and people they got on the team. Well, they got they two names you the, really think about. They don't make the playoffs. Yeah, and you're right. And, and They don't. But why Why is that? When they have the MVP of the league and the guy who's considered the best player in baseball in, in Trout and Otani, and yet there's only two players. I understand yeah, they only that. play two positions. I actually they play they they have three jobs though. Oh well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Actually, actually, you know. So is anybody going to catch this stuff that's happening in the Bronx? I just, I just, I don't know. But I just don't care about the Yankees. I, I don't care about how much money they give Judge. Um, I'm just surprised at this time that Brian Cashman's kept his job as the GM of that team. Yeah. And I can't remember the last time I saw any Steinbrenner in any kind of public setting or any kind of comments come out of them. The kids, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing they learn from their pops, but have you seen a Steinbrenner? Nope. At all? Nope. I mean, maybe folks in New Wait, York you, see you know, you know what, though? That's, that's not the way baseball is done anymore. Those, those outspoken baseball owners are gone. Think about it. Baseball is basically corp- corporate. Just like here, our team here. Yeah. There's no Ted Turner, you know. It's 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 uh it's faceless, you know, as far as it goes. And that's kind of what baseball has become. Yeah, yeah. That those, those 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 those. Why? <laughs> Why? You need that entertainment. You know, kind of you don't. You this pay is, attention to what's this, on the field. No, but again, what's on the field isn't enough. What's you know? on the field lost an entire generation. What's on the well, field? There's a whole, lot, a whole lot of different reasons for that. And, and again, that. but part of it is that they don't have anybody who moves a needle. They definitely don't have anybody American who moves a needle. What's his face came out? Manfred came out and said, even though he should have kept his mouth shut, he basically put on the lack of po- popularity with the sport and by extension the Angels on Mike Trout because he's the best player and he should be out there. And of course, he drew a correlation to Derek Jeter, but. He was saying that's one of the reasons why, you know, we don't have any stars that are out there and 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 putting themselves in a way that promotes the game of baseball. Well, you got A, you got all these stupid unwritten rules where people are afraid or think they shouldn't. You got a lot of reasons why 
baseball, and it seems like every time they get an opportunity to take two steps forward, they ended up taking a step backwards <laughs> with some silly rules or unwritten rules and things like that that have happened. I want them. Do you like DH all over? I yeah I'm I'm yeah I'm good with that. I'm do good. You, it do, keeps do, some players do, in the in league. The extra inning. Do you like the guy on second base? That I yeah I do. Okay. Well, the shift. Some stuff. I don't. I you know. They're going to do away with that next year. Uh, I'm kind of used to it, but in a sport that prides itself on cheating or finding the best way to cheat, when they're doing something that blatantly is not cheating, but the analytics tell you that it's like going for fourth, going forward on fourth down in, in, in football. These things that they have found are more successful if you do this. I don't really care, but the shift I'd kind of like to see stay because that takes away from some great plays. Guys, infielders going up the middle making some plays, things like that. But all the others, if it helps the sport, cool. But if you're going to do the seven-inning thing with doubleheaders, that dude who pitches a no-hitter gets a no-hitter. Madison Baumgartner, at the end of the day, when his career is well over, he is owed one no-hitter. He owes He has. He did it in the in, – well, anyway. Uh, I'm going to switch gears to talk <laughs> basketball up next. It's Sam and Greg, Sports Radio, 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Take us with you on the Odyssey app. Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. I got Sam Boppin over here. Quincy Jones, Quincy Jones will do that to you. Yep. I know Corita. Uh, on this 22nd day of May, I want to thank you for letting us be a part of your Sunday morning. We have, we, we've been having some fun today? Oh, yeah, man. Yeah. Insignificant. Did you know there was a Pope Gregory? I think I, think I heard about that. I, well, I, nobody sent me that memo. I think I, I didn't know I there was a Pope. I that was a Pope, Pope Gregory. I did not know that there was a Pope Gregory. I just literally saw that today with something written out, so I just wanted to mention it. He didn't do nothing. Why well, you know he didn't do nothing? He well, be, he, 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 he became pope and became then pope. wasn't controversial. Well, That's the way you want to do it. You want to get in there, do your job, and say thank you very much, and people remember you. There you go. So, there you, so I want. That's how Terrell feels, right? <laughs> yes, <laughs> he'll say something. He'll he, say he, something controversial. He, he wants to come in here. He wants to do his job, be remembered, raise his family, and no controversy, right? Not in the league. I'm going to. I'm going to ask you before we get into this, the the playoffs. I want to ask you about a, a a basketball name, and there's a reason I'm asking you this. We lost one of the all time greats on this day, and so I want you to tell me what you think of when you think of this player. If you remember, well, you probably don't remember the player, but then coach Jerry Sloan. We lost Jerry Ooh. Sloan on this day. Yeah, you expect that curveball, did you? Uh, that was a Lord Ooh. Charles right there, yeah. Uncle Charlie. <laughs> but the dude is an all-time great and went to the finals a couple times. Unfortunately, he just coached during the time of Jordan. Yeah, I, I do think of him when you mentioned I, I say Wu because ironically during the 90s I had an aunt, or I, I have an aunt, uh, who, was a, who was a huge Carl Malone fan, huge Carl Malone fan. 
So we, whenever the Jazz were on TV and things of that nature, we were glued watching them. And I just, I remember the battles in which Jerry Sloan versus Phil Jackson. And I remember him as being a hard, a hard nose coach, in my opinion. Gentlemen, and knew the X's and O's, and definitely coached two of the greatest to play the game in Stockton and Malone. So great, great, phenomenal coach is from what I remember. I don't remember much of a player, but I do remember him as a coach. Tenacious player. He he coached the way he played. Tenacious player. He and, he and Norm Van Leer. I was just going to say, arguably yeah. the toughest, toughest backcourt in basketball history. Them two dudes. They were tough. And if y'all don't ever see Norm Van Leer, go watch Barbershop. <laughs> he is. He's, a, he's in Barbershop. <laughs> You ain't seen that in a minute. Anyway, how you doing so far this weekend, Terrell? How's the family? I'm great. I'm great. I'm great. Everything is well. It's always great to speak to you gentlemen on Sunday. School is almost over. Kids going on to, you know, their next grades. Everything is well this week, gentlemen. Do great the, basketball we've been getting. Everything is great. Do the kids sit and watch basketball with you, or are you one of those where this is, this is daddy's working so y'all can't come and sit with me, or do you sit with them and explain the game? Oh, no. They, they, uh, my children are very vast in the game. They sit and watch. Uh, they'll sit when when I was on Zoom and you know speaking with players and things on Zoom. They're very vast in the game, very knowledgeable. And it's, it's funny when when I'm out and about in the streets and things, adults kind of laugh when they overhear our conversation. And like my son's only five, and I mean he just he knows the teams, the coaches, the players, the mascots, what stadiums they play in. And shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing sometimes. Quite honestly, it's amazing sometimes. We're spending time on the WaitForIt.com hotline this morning with Terrell Thomas. He is social. You can find him on Twitter at Eldorado2452 or Eldorado2452. Thoughts about this playoffs, thoughts about what we saw last night. Uh, you had no idea that Miami would be able to hang on and get that win without Butler. They showed what they could do without him in a game I think they really, really needed to win. Sam, you hit it right on the head. I was I was very impressed with the Miami Heat yesterday. When Jimmy Butler exited the game in the second half, I kind of almost conceded that the, the Celtics would find a way to come back and they would be able to, you know, take a 2-1 series lead at home. Then we see Jason Tatum go down, although he came back in the game. The gruesome injury in which Marcus Smart suffered and was able to come back in the game as far as twisting his ankle and having someone fall on his ankle. But, wait, I, I know – Throughout this playoffs, we spoke on the Miami Heat and just the culture in which Pat Riley has formed there over the past few decades. And it just showed yesterday. It truly did show yesterday that without their star player, uh, they were able to find hope in other players, Bam out of Bayou, P.J. Tucker. And they were, as you as you mentioned, they were able to pull out a big win that could uh, ironically be a, a series-changing or series-defining win. We mentioned Kyle Lowry, the difference about having him on the court. I mean, we've seen him sidelined since the Atlanta series, the importance of him and what that could mean for Miami. Just his leadership. Uh, I think yesterday during the postgame interview, uh, Bam Adebayo, Bam he spoke on just that Kyle Lowry, his leadership, uh, the, 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 that veteran experience and what, what, which we've seen him. And I always throw out there just that Philly grit the gentleman has. He, he's out there on one hamstring. He's pretty much just playing uh, almost above the neck, you know, pretty much head head and shoulders type of a game as far as facilitating and knowing where to be. And we saw that in the, in the final minutes of the game when the game still was kind of in reach for Boston, a lazy pass by Grant Williams to Marcus Smart. Kyle Lowry hobbles somehow and picks up a big steal that pretty much sealed the game at the end. So just his, his leadership being as though he's, he's seen it. He's been in several, several playoff battles. Took him a while to get over the hump, but again, he did as a champion. So now you know he's battle-tested and he knows how to lead these gentlemen and get them the advice they'll need to, to maybe advance to the NBA Finals. 
That is Terrell Thomas joining us for these Urban Times. Joining Sam and Greg here, Sports Radio 929 The Game, 929thegame.com. Before I ask you a question, who's your kid's favorite player? Your five-year-olds who watches the game with you. Well, his favorite player is Trey Young. I mean, and uh, he sees so much of Trey Young. He, he okay. loves Trey Young, um, but he also he loves Luca. He he love he loves Luca, and I think it's ironically he has a the game on his tablet had Luca on it, and then on the NBA 2K right now Luca's on the cover, so he sees a lot of Luca as well. But Trey is by far his favorite player. But then mm-hmm. uh, yeah, he gives Luca some love as well. Okay. Well, we're going to get to Luca in just a second here because what we have been dancing around, it just illuminated in my mind. What we're talking about here from these two conference finals are is culture. And this is what I believe. And you tell me if you subscribe to this theory. What you saw and what you described as far as when Jimmy Butler went down and the influence of not only Spolster but Pat Riley is a culture that they have in Miami. And so when their number one player, and by the way, the only superstar in that lineup. You can say what you will about Bam, but you know that superstar. When he went down, the rest of that team rallied, and that intestinal fortitude that gets tested by a Pat Riley-led team, which goes back to the Lakers, showed up. Dallas doesn't have that, and <laughs> my theory is that when Luca goes down, you know Jason Kidd ain't been there long enough, and Mark Cuban hasn't got that president who has that cachet like Riley, so they don't have that culture yet. They may get it in a few years. They're going to surround Luca eventually moving forward with some players. But would you agree that it's the culture that has been prevailing in these two series as opposed to uh, what Dallas is trying to do, struggling to get any kind of win against Golden State? Oh, I, I, I definitely subscribe to that, and I would, I would agree with you a million percent. Uh, as we do mention, I mean, you just hit it right on the head. You look at the Warriors who are leading that series right now. You look at the Heat who are leading their series. And if you even just look at in a whole throughout the entire season for those two franchises, culture, as you mentioned, whether the superstars were in the lineup or not, it, it starts from the top, whether it's ownership, the coaching staffs, uh, the executives in the office. And I, I, I do believe with both of those franchises, uh, it, it's showing – <laughs> it, it's showing so so well right now. Dallas is a popular team, as you mentioned. Mark Cuban is known. We definitely know about you know his his genius and billionaire status and everything. But again, they do not have that culture as of yet. I think they are trying to build. We see Dirk out a whole lot more. We we see that Dallas is trying to build something. So I do want to give them credit for that. But no 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 on, on no way heck right now do they compare to what we've seen. Uh, from over time with the two franchises, as we mentioned, decades with Pat Riley, and we're coming up on a decade now with the Warriors as far as how they've been running things and, and once they revamped their culture. The Warriors weren't always here. They were once like Dallas, so it can be done, and it can be done quickly. But, yes, I do believe culture <laughs> is, is the reason why the two teams are where they are, and it may be the reason why we see the two teams meet in the NBA Finals in a couple of weeks. Seems like we're headed for that. Talking with Terrell Thomas on the WaitForIt.com hotline, uh, talking NBA. And talking about this team, Dallas and Golden State, they're going to play tonight. And Golden State up 2-0 in this one. Uh, to me, to Dallas to fall the way that they did on Friday night it has to be kind of demoralizing to a team uh, to go out there and have that kind of lead and play that well in that building and still have it slip away. What they got to do to kind of sweep that up because tonight is really a must-win for them. Yes, Sam, you hit it right on the head. It, it, it was very demoralizing. Just watching that game, especially in the first half, 
it seemed like Dallas was just having their way with the Golden State Warriors. They were making every three-pointer, it seemed to be. It seemed like Jason Jason Kidd was putting the, great, the right matchups on Stephen Curry at, at that time. Draymond Green seemed to be all over the place. You know, we got in foul trouble and things of that nature. So it did seem like if it was a game to win, that was the game. And when you have uh, such a big lead and you just slowly watch that dwindle and, and you do lose like that, Again, as we just was mentioning, culture, some things is very hard to rebound, and the Mavericks don't have that experience to where it's like, okay, we can bounce back from this. We've been hearing a whole lot about Luka having to have 40 or 50-point 50, 50 performances to possibly get a win. At this point, I think that may be the only way we see uh, the, the Dallas Mavericks get a win. The things will change being back in Dallas tonight. I'm quite sure that the fans will have that building rocking. I'm quite sure the Mavs will be a little bit more comfortable, and maybe those rims will seem a, a lot bigger once again. Uh, but I, I just think that <laughs> I honestly think this will be a gentleman's sweep. I don't really see this when we look at matchups and outside of coaching. I think Jason Kidd is a phenomenal coach. And although he doesn't have the credentials as a coach that Steve Kerr does have, I think he has that IQ. When you get away from that, if you take away Luka and Steph, I just think the Warriors have such an advantage as far as their rosters, experience, and matchups. I just think the going to be really tough for the Mavericks. They're going to have to have another performance like in that first half where they were just hitting everything from behind the three-point line and maybe hope that the Warriors aren't hitting their shots. You know, there were a lot of people, and I was one of them, who were just kind of perplexed when Brad Stevens left the sidelines of the Celtics and went upstairs. <laughs> and now you look at and you're not talking. I'm not taking anything away from the coaching job that's done with this team, but his he's Danny Ainge now. He's put his fingerprint on that team. He's given the coaching staff the players needed. And, of course, Marcus Smart being one of the OGs on that team, being there all these years and just setting the tone. Again, not to belabor this word, but culture. My question is, who's sitting out there right now? I'm not talking about a coaching vacancy, but who is that executive? Who's that person who's not getting the coaching job but yet would work better up in the executive offices. One of the names I keep thinking of, I wonder if because he rubs him the wrong way on the sidelines, but maybe if he was running the team and giving the personnel to people, Mark Jackson, he's one of them. He's a Ooh. name. I'm Ooh. wondering if is who do you say is out there that you think, man, if Dallas grabbed him to put in that Pat Riley role, this could be something special. I think it's funny you throw Mark Jackson out there. Uh, I, I've been advocating for Mark to get back in the, in the coaching realm or in, in the front office somewhere, somehow, uh, for the past few years. And that, that that would be a name I agree with from from, from, from a distance. I, I like the Sam Cassells and some of the players that we see in the league right now um, who I think have a, you know, have a great chance of maybe coaching or being an executive. I think Kenny Smith, quite honestly, uh, outside of Mark Jackson, I think Kenny Smith would do a phenomenal job possibly as a GM, uh, Coaching, yeah, I can see as well, but maybe as a GM and building a team. So I would, I would have to say one of those two gentlemen, Mark Jackson or Kenny Smith. I might lean towards Mark Jackson. I think he's just a phenomenal basketball mind, so same as Kenny Smith. Um, but I think I think Mark Jackson is a phenomenal basketball mind and is long overdue to see him back in some type of high brass NBA type of setting again, whether as an executive or coaching. So I would have to say one of those gentlemen, Kenny Smith or Mark Jackson. You'd rather see him that, doing that than going, Mama, there go that man. <laughs> I would. I would. I, I, really? I love Come on, talk, man. But I just think he has so much to give to the game. I mean, we saw what, what he was building in Golden State Please, early, really? early yeah. on. Yeah. I think that he, I don't, you know, he, I, just me personally, this is my personal opinion. I don't think he gets the credit that he deserves for, like, the, those those three, the three gentlemen, Clay, Draymond, and Steph, were drafted. You know, we mm -hmm. don't even really see that these days in sports, period. You know, there's a lot of free agents that come X, Y, and Z. 
And I just don't think Mark Jackson gets the credit he deserves. I think he can teach a lot of the younger players so much on and off the court. So, yeah, I would love to see him uh, transition back guard. into coaching or something. Point guard. Yeah. <laughs> he knows how to run the show, and he played with one of the best to do it in Reggie Miller. So so he, he has so many things and so many pieces I believe he could add to a franchise that I do hope he gets that opportunity again soon. Talk about somebody who has been a coach and has coached here in Atlanta that is on the games. And each time the game comes on, as some people say, it's television goal. And some people say, why don't they make him go home? Hubie Brown. Where are you on Hubie? <laughs> I, really? I, 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 I love I, me some Hubie. I, I, I enjoy Hubie, but yeah. are you going on social media when it's on? And it's always some people say, man, can you keep him at home? Or, or, or some people <laughs> who, who love it. I think he's television goal. I do as well. I, I love Hubie. He's, one of those, he's, he's another gentleman. He's seen the game. so He knows the game. And I just think, I think uh, for all of us basketball fans and lovers, it's a, a level of respect that you have for someone who has seen the game at such a high level, who has coached the game at such a high level. And he's also hypercritical. I love that. I, I love when, we, when you have the announcers that aren't just praising the players out there. If somebody makes a bonehead play, hey, call that guy out on that bonehead play because we'll celebrate him on that slam dunk. So I'm the same as you, Sam. I, I, I enjoy watching you. I get I, 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 I get a, I get a big kick out of him, especially when he's giving it to a player who's not doing what they're supposed to be doing out there. And he puts himself as a coach. I think a lot of people just don't like because he got that New York accent thing, you know. So you think? Yeah, man. I loved it. <laughs> I wonder if Terrell. Do you know who Baby um, Hubie is? Do you remember who what coach was given that name? Baby Huey. Uh, Baby Huey. No. Baby no. Herbie. Hubie. 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 Oh, that's no. it. No. Fortello. Mike, for, Mike Fortello was given that because he coached <laughs> under him. He had the curly hair like him. And I remember that when he was when he was coaching here, <laughs> the people called him Baby Herbie. But there, there, there were the, some of the players who hope, who wished that he wouldn't be that. They want him to be himself and not try to be when he took over the team. That's what some guy says. He'll do well as long as he's himself. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, listen, Terrell. Enjoy the rest of your uh, weekend. Enjoy watching the games with your kids. And thank you as always. And we'll be talking to you soon, buddy. Thank you, gentlemen. Have a great week. Take care. All right. All right. That is uh, Terrell Thomas, these Urban Times. As we sit here and talk NBA playoffs, we're going to wrap things up a little bit, give you uh, our thoughts on today's matchups. And we got a, what am I calling this? Something dump. The, the, The daily dump. Show dump. That's it. The show dump. It's Sam and Greg, Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com. Y'all shaking your head. Wait till I got one for you. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Oh, jam, jam, titty jam for me, yeah. Work it, work it, work it, work it. Oh, watch it. Eric, what is he doing over here? Oh, 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 oh. Sports radio, that is never. What was that, the Reebok? What was that? I don't know what that was, man. <laughs> oh. You can tell we've been in here since 6 o'clock this morning. Yeah, 6 today. <laughs> 6 today, 7 yesterday. Glad you've been with us on this Sunday morning. Greg just had to get up and get a little exercise in. Y'all made fun of me sure dancing a couple weeks some, ago. Some dance keep moves. Keep doing it, man. Keep doing that today, you know? There's less of me. My blood sugar and all that. Oh, it popped yesterday. Yeah. I had something that, that brought him up. Remember, I had the lowest yeah, yesterday. Yeah, all right. And I ate know. something, and it, just, yeah. it didn't spike it, it that crazy much, no, but it went. No, it, it's a process. It's ongoing. It's, it's, it's lifestyle, man. Yeah. It's lifestyle. Lifestyle. We got Big Chris told me to tell you hello, too. Okay. Big Chris, who lives behind me uh-huh. and who's Cassius' his daddy. 
Yeah. And big Cassius. Old, big, big old Cassius. Yes, big old Cassius, who Jesse likes to do things in front of. <laughs> and yesterday, or Friday being National Rescue Day. Yeah. Rescue Dog Day. Jesse just want to make sure he's paying attention. You paying attention? You see what I do? <laughs> you, you, I just want to make sure. Jesse, for the first time, did something that was dog-like. Really? She went into the backyard, and she got it for this, because I wasn't paying attention. Uh-oh. Somebody, you know, let her out in the backyard, run around, and then she came up to the – well, obviously, she's chasing chipmunks. Oh. And she went – and, I, you know, I put the pine straw down like two weeks ago, three weeks ago. So it's still nice and fluffy. I know it's going to be gone here in a few weeks. But she went and was chasing something and dug a hole big enough to put a basketball down in. Whoa. And I don't mean lay it on top of the ground. Down in it to where the ball would have been covered completely. And I didn't think about this until later on in the day when I was finished doing whatever. And Tracy looked at Jesse and she's like, what, what do you got on your head? Right? And called, she came over and Jesse, her whole face was dirty, but nobody knew how. It wasn't like dirty, dirty. Yeah. But she had spots on it in a way that's like, what have you been doing? And I felt like this is a conversation my mother had with me when I was five. (laughs) Boy, where you been? Right? (laughs) But she made this huge hole in the ground yesterday. Just rooting in it. Rooting in it and stuck her nose down in there and, and came up with nothing, too, by the way. That's the worst part. If you get something, that's one thing. You think she saw something? I mean, we got to... you and got chipmunks running all over the place. Yeah, but I mean, are you sure that's what it was? Well, it was something because I don't have any other. I don't have anything else because I learned years ago not to try to kill the chipmunks. Okay. And them holes are all over the place, right? Not all <laughs> over the place, but there's enough to drive you crazy. And I made the mistake of putting some kind of pellets down there once to get rid of them. Oh, okay. Right? And it worked, but then the next season I found out why. Because I asked the person who was doing stuff for us, he goes, did you put some stuff down there to kill the chipmunks? And I went, well, yeah. He goes, well, have you seen snakes lately? I said, yeah, I saw a snake for the first time. We don't get snakes over here. Well, that's because a snake smelled the dead Uh, rodent. And then I saw owls and hawks in the trees in my yard. It was a circle of life, man. So I went and got rid of the chipmunks. The snakes smelled that. They went down there and got the chipmunks, but now they're hanging around my backyard, and now the owls see the snakes. And they're coming down and get rid of the snakes. I stopped that. No more. Plus, I don't like killing chipmunks. Yeah. But yeah, I was mad, yeah, yeah. you know, the first couple of years, but that was my circle of life. Wow. Sports Radio 929thegame929thegame.com. <laughs> what do we hear coming back? Oh, that was a little, little, little uh, guy. Yeah. Little t- little no, no, no. Before that, though, he played some sound for it. Oh, of course. That was, man, Mike Conti working, working. Thank you. That's working what we got to get late. back to. Working extra, extra, extra late last night. It was like his own his own version of who's on first. <laughs> it was so, it was rapid. It was the stink, and he had the issue of dealing with a a, a rain delay yesterday. Two hours. Man, uh, they sat there and just watched it rain last night in Nashville, and finally they got a chance. They, the match was stopped at the nineteenth minute. There was lightning in the area. Then the rain came, and the rain just kept coming. You know, and and I remember at one point I reached out to him on social media. I said, "How you holding up?" He said. Send pizza. <laughs> Press boxes out of everything. <laughs> I said, no, man. That's, that is terrible to be out of everything. But, uh, you know, he and Jason Longshore uh, pulled it together. Uh, yeoman's work. and uh, But they didn't get the win. 2-2 two, two draw. And once again, Atlanta United gets more shots. Once again, they control the ball more, more possession time. Right. Uh, but in the end, you don't get the three points. You get one instead of three. 
Yeah. So. We're going to be talking about it again uh, during our show next Saturday because they're going to take on Columbus. Yes. And which means we'll have probably uh, Joe Patrick will join us, talk a little Braves, talk a little Atlanta United. And we couldn't do let's 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 put this out here because Conti got sparks coming off his heels because he couldn't travel up with the team because he had to do he had Atlanta Dream. Right. Man. Atlanta Dream. They dropped that one Friday night to the Washington Mystics 78-73. They go up to Washington Tuesday to play them again next Sunday. Uh is big as one of the legends. Uh, Diana Taurasi will be in town. Phoenix Mercury right. will be playing uh, down at the Gateway Center uh, down in College Park, 12 noon. And, of course, we got a budding star, we think, in Ryan Howard, who's coming from Kentucky and has really gotten this Atlanta Dream Team off to a tremendous start. When you think a new coach, eight new players, and they've gotten off to a 4-2 and two start, you know, that's, that, that's nothing to sneeze at. A lot of people were not expecting this. team only won eight games last year. You know, it's, it, it's interesting that we could draw a correlation to this topic, what we're talking about now, to what we were talking about a minute ago when we had Terrell on and the difference between, you know, this Miami team and their one superstar, but when he goes out, you know, the culture of the Heat is this versus the culture or lack thereof is with Dallas once Luka goes out. There is a culture change going on with Atlanta Dream. We know of the ownership change that took place last mm-hmm, year, mm-hmm. and and now as you see, a, just a different culture. And I was going to say this on top of it. I have seen probably close to a half dozen interviews over, say, the last six months with various people in sports media. And they, regardless of the topic, it's not all one particular sport, but what they have are a few different owners or presidents of organizations a part of this roundtable or they interview for these particular pieces. And regularly, the person I have seen has been Renee Montgomery. Yeah, And it's been refreshing, not just because it's local connection, but just who she is, what she's done to get to that position. And people are still wondering, hey, how come you ain't playing? You know, <laughs> yeah. you, could be, you could still be out there. You know, working up a sweat. But you know what? She's moved it to a different lane. Yes, she has. using that same intensity, that same guile that she used as a player to make her one of the great players to be great in in the areas that she is now now and administrating and being part of ownership of this team. Also, we see her on with Bally's. And so um, she's doing a lot of different things. And she's she's in that window. She's touching it all, man. Not only a spokesman for the league, the team first, and then the league, but a valuable sports player mouthpiece that whose opinion is respected. Yeah. Very much. That's what I'm saying and that's what I'm seeing very and much. you know, I can't think of two other people on the ownership side, maybe a couple of players we know that, Candace Parker of course, but on the ownership side in WNBA who? Yeah. That are requested to be a part of various conversations. And not all just basketball. No. You no, know, no. so I just want to bring that up, man, because I, like I said, I've been seeing her lately, and God bless her, and she's, she's, she, it, it's, it's a good thing. Plus, she is with all the other stuff that's relevant and important. That to the side, she's just great on TV. Yeah, she really is. At the end of the day, you got to be good on TV. Yeah, and and she's and that. That comes through. Also, next week with that team, that that Phoenix team, uh, Diamond DeShields will be turning home. And if you hadn't seen the story on ESPN about her recovery. Uh, from just an injury while playing in Russia, uh, what was detected, um, you know, whether health-wise, uh, practically having to learn how to walk and run all over again. And uh, someone I had a chance to really get to know and cover her career, going back to North Cross High School. She will be, she's with Phoenix now. She will be back home uh, next Saturday at 12 noon. Now next, next Sunday at 12 noon. 
We uh, started the show talking about the lack of a red shirt Sunday. We were hoping to get this. I don't know what we're going to see from Tiger moving forward. As we wrap this show up, a couple things I just want to touch on. That's one. Maybe, maybe not. He will decide to be a part of the U.S. Open, which is in 25 days, or he may just skip that and wait for the British Open. But at the end of the day, I think we can all agree that, dude, if you shut it down, we're all good. He could have shut it down after Eastlake Excellent. three years ago. Yeah, I mean, going yeah. to going and winning the other green jacket was to me great. That's when he could have shut it down, yeah. as far you as I'm concerned. I mean? You yeah. leave on top. Yeah, you know, but um, um, but you know, it, it, it's his turn. He, he wants to do it. I think he just enjoys the fact that he sees things differently. He still wants to win, but but he's taking the time to smell the roses a little bit, and that's okay. Right. You know, he, he's a different guy out there on course. He's you know he, he smiles. He engages the, the the spectators, the gallery, wherever he plays, and that's something so different from the guy that we saw from 20 years ago, who just could walk, look through a wall. It seemed like he could just right. see the other side of a brick wall. You know, he, he's he's a different guy, that, and he's trying to enjoy it. It's tough for him to enjoy it when he's playing like he's played yesterday, and he's and he's hurting. But I think that's why the other thing that drives him to be out there. He he's in, he's, he's getting some joy from it. Right. It, ain't, it ain't for the money. He's got more money he's ever going to spend. Right. You know, so he ain't worried about that. He's sharing it with his kids now. And this is kind of, and it's a gift back to the game. The game has been great for him. It's kind of his gift back to the game. Like we said, it brings people back in, people who've heard about him. Remember, originally Tiger Woods was marketed to children. I am Tiger Woods. I am Tiger Woods. Those children now have children that right. they want to see this guy. So, I mean, that, that, to me, that, that's kind of what it's about with him. I want to thank Jeff Brown. The uh, championship coach of your Woodstock Wolverines. Yep, those coach. guys won the uh, Class Seven A champ. They won. Where's that trophy? And went to uh, went to Waffle House. The, the Waffle coaches House. did, but they're still working on their um, their championship meal. Yeah. Want to thank Karen Pastana, Tennis Panorama, Panorama for coming on talking French Open. Also Adam Alexander from FS1, and of course Terrell Thomas yeah. who joined us talking NBA playoffs. All right, we're gonna get out of here for Nick Kale in just a few minutes. I want to throw away these rest of these things here. Go ahead. Um, the SS Savannah. Have you ever heard of that? No. Savannah, right there on the coast. It was the first the bo- steamship. Well, the boat's not there, is it? Where's the no, boat? man. It's a, it Names was 18, 1899. On this date, became the first steamship to cross the Atlantic and left here in Georgia. Um, <laughs> I mentioned the two guys fighting in the Senate. That's pretty good. Now, this is the one I want you all to think about for the rest of the day. I have never heard of this before. Uh-oh. But the first can of rattlesnake meat went on sale where in this country now if y'all had to take a guess where that was you might get it arizona no it was east of the mississippi um, east of the mississippi and what's that state that does everything kind of crazy texas no i said east of the mississippi oh i know i, I can't tell florida you. florida okay. oh. the first can but the fact that there is that yeah I, I, that there was actually did. a product came out in 1931. I'm wondering it's got to be gone now because they probably did it just because it was the depression and folks would eat anything then. But it was a canned rattlesnake meat went on sale, and I don't know if it still goes on sale. 61. It was the um, first revolving restaurant on this day. The first revolving restaurant had to be up high. Yeah. You guys take a guess. I do on. What? Space Needle. Space Needle. In Seattle. Okay. You know, we got one of them here in town. Have you been up there to the Peace Tree Glen? Peace Tree Glen? It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. Sundial. Yeah, Sundial. Sundial. Yeah, 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 been up there a bunch here. Um, Can you make an argument that this person, 
sort of on the periphery, is one of the most famous names in Major League Baseball. Celebrating a birthday today, Tommy John. Yeah. Can you say, I mean, he didn't perform the surgery, but it's named after him. Named after him. And he's the first person to have it done. Does he deserve a spot in Baseball Hall of Fame? (laughs) I mean, with a little tag on it, this is why we put him here and so on and so on. It's a contributor. There's a contributor's wing. They probably do it for the surgeon. I'm going to do it for him. I did this for you. I did this for you. Also celebrating a birthday today. There's two names in your wheelhouse. Bernard Shaw. Okay. And come on down, Johnny Olson. (laughs) What a a voice. From the Price is Right. What a voice. Also left to mention earlier Jerry Sloan. Marcus Haynes of the Gold Globe Trotters. And Rocky Graziano. What a ball handler. Yeah. He was was Curly Neal before Curly Neal. Yep, absolutely. Anyway, there's your uh, insignificant dump. From the end of the show of things that happened on this day, Quinn Martin also passed. They're in a TV show back in the day that you didn't see. It. This is a Quinn Martin production. Yep, absolutely. absolutely. Mr. Crenshaw, have yourself a wonderful week. You do as well. I'm going to be great, man. We got tennis going on here. All right. Eric, you too. Have yourself a wonderful week. Everybody else, you have yourself a big day and a wonderful week. It is Sam and Greg. We will be back next Saturday morning from 6 until 10, and then again on Sunday morning, 6 until 10. Nick Kale is up next. Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, 92.9thegame.com, and take us with you on the Odyssey app. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t